Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue our journey through Deuteronomy with chapter 31, verse 1. When Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, he said, I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has told me that you will not cross the Jordan River, but the Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He he will destroy the nations living there, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua will lead you across the river, just as the Lord promised. The Lord will destroy the nations living in the land, just as he destroyed Shihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites. The Lord will hand over to you the people who live there, and you must deal with them as I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Then Moses called for Joshua, and as all Israel watched, he said to him, Be strong and courageous, for you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to your ancestors that he would give them. You are the one who will divide among them as their grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. And here we have the same phrase twice. Do not be afraid or discouraged. God will not abandon you. God will go before you. You will not be abandoned by God. And he repeats He repeats it to the Israelites and to Joshua himself. Be strong and courageous in anything new. Anything we follow God in, we are to be strong and courageous and trust God. He has us. In verse 9, so Moses wrote this entire body of instruction in a book and gave it to the priests who carried the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and to the elders of Israel. Then Moses gave them this command. At the end of every seventh year, the year of release, during the festival of shelters, You must read this book of instruction to all the people of Israel when they assemble before the Lord your God at the place he chooses. Call them all together, men, women, children, and the foreigners living in your town, so they may hear this book of instruction and learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully obey all the terms in these instructions. Do this so that your children, who have not known these instructions, will hear them and will learn to fear the Lord your God. Do this as long as you live in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. And here we have learning to fear God repeated. Like the vitality and importance of every generation learning to fear God and knowing God and having that personal relationship with God and understanding the awe and glory and amazingness of God. In verse 14, Then the Lord said to Moses, The time has come for you to die. Call Joshua and present yourself at the tabernacle. So that I may compete, so that I may commission him there. So Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves at the tabernacle, and the Lord appeared to them in a pillar of cloud that stood at the entrance of the sacred tent. The Lord said to Moses, "You are about to die and join your ancestors. After you are gone, these people will begin to worship foreign gods, the gods of the land where they are going. They will abandon me and break my covenant and that I have made with them." Then my anger will blaze forth against them. I will abandon them, hiding my face from them, and they will be devoured. Terrible trouble will come down on them. And on that day, they will say, These disasters have come down on us because God is no longer among us. 
at that time I will hide my face from them on account of all the evil they commit by worshiping other gods. So write down the words of this song and teach it to the people of Israel. Help them learn it so it may be served as a witness for me against them. For I will bring them into the land I swore to give their ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. There they will become prosperous, eat all the food they want, and become fat. But they will begin to worship other gods. They will despise me and break my covenant. And when great disasters come down on them, this song will stand as evidence against them. For it will never be forgotten by their descendants. I know the intentions of these people. Even now, before they have entered the land, I swore to give them. God knows our hearts. He knows our intentions. He knows our character. And our relationship with God is God bringing life to our souls. It's not based on our performance or on our own. We break all these commandments over and over again, but God gave us atonement. God gave us Jesus, and Jesus is the one who intercedes for us and keeps our relationship with God open. Because of Jesus, we can go boldly before God and trust Him and have a relationship with Him. We cannot do this on our own without Jesus. We just absolutely cannot. And he knew the intentions of the people before he even entered them into the promised land, but he still brought them to his glorious will for their lives. He still brought them to the land that he promised them. And even when we were sinners, even when we were against God and chose sin in every way, shape, and form, God sent Jesus. And Jesus had us in mind when he died on the cross. He knew our sins. He knew everything we'd done are doing or would do and he died for us regardless so that we could be cleansed and free from that sin in verse 22 so that very day moses wrote down the words of the song and taught it to the israelites then the lord commissioned joshua son of nun with these words be strong and courageous for you must bring the people of israel into the land that i swore to give them i will be with you When Moses had finished writing this entire body of instruction in a book, he gave this command to the Levites who carried the Ark of the Covenant. Take this book of instruction and place it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, so it may remain there as a witness against the people of Israel. For I know how rebellious and stubborn you are. Even now, while I am alive and here with you, you have rebelled against the Lord. How much more rebellious will you be after my death? Now summon all the elders and officials of your tribe, so that I can speak to them directly and call heaven and earth to witness against them. I know that after my death you will become utterly corrupt and will turn from the way that I have commanded you to follow. In the days to come, disaster will come down on you, for you will do what is evil in the Lord's sight, making him very angry with your actions." So Moses recited this entire song publicly to the assembly of Israel. Listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words that I say. Let my teaching fall on you like rain. Let my speech settle like dew. Let my words fall like rain on tender grass. Let the gentle showers on young plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. How glorious is our God. He is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. How just and upright he is. 
So here he's saying God deserves to be worshipped. It's not about us. It's not about what we do or don't do or get or don't get. It's about God and who he is. Everything is all about God. But they have acted corruptly toward him. It continues in verse 5. But they have acted correctly towards him when they act so perversely. Are they really his children? They are deceitful and a twisted generation. Is this the way you repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Isn't he your father who created you? Has he not made you and established you? Remember the days of long ago. Think about the generations past. Ask your father and he will inform you. Inquire of your elders and they will tell you. When the Most High assigned lands to the nations, when he divided up the human race, he established the boundaries of the peoples according to the number in his heavenly court. For the people of Israel belong to the Lord. Jacob is his special possession. He found them in a desert land, in an empty, hallowed wasteland. He surrounded them and watched over them. He guarded them as he would guard his own eyes, like an eagle that rouses her chicks and hovers over her young. So he spread his wings to take them up, and he carried them safely in on his pinions. The Lord alone guided them. They followed no foreign gods. He let them ride over the highlands and feast on the crops of the fields. He nourished them with honey from the rock and olive from the stony ground. He fed them yogurt from the herd and milk from the flock, together with the fat of the lambs. He gave them choice rams from Bashan and goats, together with the choicest wheat. You drank the finest wine, made from the juice of grapes. But Israel soon became fat and unruly. The people grew heavy, plump, and stuffed. Then they abandoned the God who had made them. They made light of the rock of their salvation. They stirred up his jealousy by worshipping foreign gods. They provoked his fury with detestable deeds. They offered sacrifices to demons which are not God, to gods they had not known before, to new gods only recently arrived, to gods their ancestor had never feared. You neglected the rock who had fathered you. You forgot the God who had given you birth. The Lord saw this and drew back, provoked to anger by his own sons and daughters. He said, I will abandon them. Then see what becomes of them, for they are a twisted generation, children without integrity. They have roused my jealousy by worshipping things that are not God. They have provoked my anger with their useless idols. Now I will rouse their jealousy through people who are not even a people. I will provoke their anger through the foolish Gentiles. For my anger blazes forth like fire and burns to the depths of the graves. It devours the earth and all its crops and ignites the foundations of the mountains. I will heap disasters upon them and shoot them down with my arrows. I will weaken them with famine, burning fever, and deadly disease. I will send the fangs of wild beasts and poisonous snakes that glide in the dust. Outside, the sword will bring death, and inside, terror will strike. Both young men and young women, both infants and the aged, I would have annihilated them, wiping out even the memory of them. But I feared the tot of Israel's enemy, who might misunderstand and say, Our own power has triumphed. The Lord has nothing to do with this. But Israel is a senseless nation. The people are foolish without understanding. Oh, that they were wise and could understand this. Oh, that they might know their fate. How could one person chase a thousand of them, and two people put ten thousand to fight, flight, unless their rock had sold them, unless the Lord had given up on them? 
but the rock of our enemies is not like the rock, as even they recognize. Their vine grows from the vine of Saddam, and their vineyards from Gamara. Their grapes are poison, and their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the venom of serpents, the deathly poison of cobras. The Lord says, Am I not storing up these things, sealing them away in my treasury? I will take revenge. I will pay them back. In due time, their feet will slip. Their day of disaster will arrive, and their destiny will overtake them. Indeed, the Lord will give justice to his people, and he will change his mind about his servants. When he sees their strength is gone, and no one is left slave or free, then he will ask, Where are their gods, the rocks that they fled to for refuge? Where now are those gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their offerings? Let those gods rise up and help you out. Let them provide you with the shelter. Look now, I myself am he. There is no other god but me. I am the one who kills and gives life. I am the one who wounds and heals. No one can be rescued from my powerful hand. Now I rise my hand to heaven and declare as surely as I live. When I sharpen my flashing sword and begin to carry out justice, I will take revenge on my enemies and repay those who reject me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, and my sword will devour flesh, the blood of the slaughtered and the captives, and the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice with them, you heavens, and let all of God's angels worship him. Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles, and let all the angels be strengthened in him. For he will avenge the blood of his children, he will take revenge against his enemies, and he will repay those who hate him and cleanse his people's land. So Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and recited all the words of this song to the people. When Moses had finished reciting all these words to the people of Israel, he added, Take to heart all the words of warning I have given you today. Pass them on as command to your children, so that they will obey every word of these instructions. These instructions are not empty words. They are your life. By obeying them, you will enjoy a long life in the land you will occupy when you cross the Jordan River. And that same day, the Lord said to Moses, Go to Moab, to the mountains east of the river, and climb Mount Nebo, which is across from Jericho. Look out across the land of Canaan, the land that I am giving to the people of Israel as their own special possession. Then you will die there on the mountain. You will join your ancestors, just as Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and joined his ancestors. For both of you betrayed me with the Israelites at the waters of Meribah at Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin. You failed to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel there, so you will see the land from a distance, but you may not enter the land that I am giving to the people of Israel. So here we see that Moses is about to die, and that God is awesome. God is amazing. God is all-powerful. God is the final answer. But his people are not. His people desperately need a Savior, and God has a plan. He has a plan all along to send them the perfect Savior. Thanks, y'all. We'll continue on tomorrow. I hope you have a most wonderful day.